Hey everybody, ho, 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 guess what time of year it is. Yep, it's Roth season, okay? If you're going to be doing a conversion of all or some of your IRA or solo 401k into a Roth for 2021, your deadline is December 31st. So if you're self-employed, now's the time that you need to go through your books, spitball an estimate of your tax burden, and figure out an appropriate amount to roll over into your Roth. For me, um, 2020 was the first year of my multi-year Roth conversion, and it was great because I didn't <laughs> I didn't make shit for money in 2020. So uh, COVID had dried up my business, and I skated pretty much through the whole year without doing anything. And that enabled me to convert a lot of my solo 401k to the Roth side. 2021 was a better year, but I'm uh, probably going to convert even more this year just because next year is going to be crazy for me work-wise, and I'm definitely going to be jumping tax brackets. Anyway, the other thing that I would encourage you to consider, speaking of tax brackets, is the fact that taxes are pretty low right now or at least lower than they were before the 2017 Tax Act, which you may or may not know is going to expire here in a few years. And that said, it might be smart to get rolling on your own conversions now and be aggressive for the next few years before the expiration of these lower tax brackets that uh, accompanied the uh, the Trump tax bill. Um Looking up these tax uh, brackets, income right now um, from 40K to 86K is only taxed at 22%. And then from 86,375 up to 100 and about 165K, it's taxed at 24%. So for me, I'm taking advantage of my combination of a lower income year coupled with relatively low taxes uh, to hit my Roth hard. And I haven't really figured out the exact number. But I think I'm going to be able to wipe out enough in 2021 that I'll be able to have the balance knocked out in two more years after that. And I got to tell you, that is a beautiful feeling. I won't be paying taxes on any investments, not on the gains and not on the distributions. So um, and you got to know that taxes, taxes have got to go up. You know, this 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 insane spending that we're doing right now, financed by debt, you know, is going to come back and haunt us as a country. Just, you know, just paying the interest on all this debt, taxes are going to have to be raised. And, you know, and in all likelihood, at the same time, entitlements are going to have to be managed. You know, now I think it's pretty much common knowledge that that Social Security Trust Fund was predicted to run out in like 2035. But, well, actually, I'll share this with you. Because I love you and I care about you, I do the boring work that's required to keep you informed. And that includes reading the fine print and the super boring government reports on this stuff. According to the 2021 Social Security and Medicare Board of Trustees annual reports, that depletion date of the trust fund is getting closer. Okay, so this this actually I'm going to read you directly from this year's report, uh, and it starts with based on our best estimates. The 2021 reports show the Old Age and Survivors Insurance, or OASI, trust fund, which pays retirement and survivors benefits, will be able to pay scheduled benefits on a timely basis until 2033, one year earlier than reported last year. Okay, so apparently last year they lowered it by a year. Okay, continuing on here. 
And at that time, the fund's reserves will become depleted and continuing tax income will be sufficient to pay 76% of scheduled benefits. Okay, so when you're retired, your taxes are going to go up and your benefit, well, you, your taxes might go up and your benefits may be going down. So if your nest egg is safely tucked inside a Roth, you're going to be getting, say, a, like a 12 to 30% raise, you know, depending on how much you're taking out and whether you live in a state that has taxes on distribution income. And um, that raise that the Roth gives you is going to take a sting out of this uncertain future. Anyway, as usual, none of this is financial advice, but the future is scary. And there are a lot of figures out there and you can look it up. But the one that I read was that at the as of the end of 2020, 40% of U.S. dollars created in history were created in 2020. That's right, 40%. So what's that going to mean to you? Well, you're already seeing inflation spiral upward. You're going to see taxes go up. You're going to see your Social Security benefits go down in all likelihood. You need a game plan. And for me, a big part of mine is this whole Roth deal. So at least just think about it. The Roth is an amazing, amazing vehicle. And, you know, you can pay now to pay that taxes, pay that tax on this rollover. And then you're going to be tax free for the rest of your life once you retire. Anyway, it's worth thinking about. Now, speaking of taxes and spending and whatnot, I want to share with you a, a tweet that Senator Elizabeth Warren had the unmitigated audacity to throw out on December 13th to her 7 million Twitter followers. She wrote, let's change the rigged tax code so the person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else. So if you haven't heard, uh, Elon Musk is was named Time's Person of the Year. And that's right. She said, let's change the rigged tax code so the person of the year will actually pay taxes and stop freeloading off everyone else. She had the balls to call Elon Musk a freeloader. Now, this is a guy who's created tens of thousands of jobs. You know, like him or not, as of 2020, Tesla and its subsidiaries employed over 70,000 people, and he's a freeloader. So fortunately, he's uh, good-natured, and he responded with a couple of good tweets, including this one. And if you opened your eyes for two seconds, you would realize I will pay more taxes than any other American in history this year. Or here's another one of his tweets. For those wondering, I will pay over $11 billion in taxes this year. So... You know, and if you haven't read Atlas Shrugged, I can't really recommend it highly enough or or at least go back and listen to a couple of episodes that I did this summer as I was consuming that book. It's amazing how we're living in times when a looter like Elizabeth Warren, who produces nothing of value at all, could unironically publicly call Elon Musk a freeloader. And people actually agree with her. So... Uh, anyway, this summer I had a shoot down in the Bay Area uh, in a town called Fremont, California. Okay, and that uh, it happens to be home of a big Tesla factory. It's giant. And spe actually, speaking of that, how many electric cars do you see on the road today that aren't Teslas? 
basically none, okay? People like Liz Warren love to talk about global warming and how we're not doing enough to fight it. But then a guy like Elon Musk, who's pretty much single-handedly created an industry providing us with electric cars, which ostensibly helped solve this, quote, existential crisis, is painted as a villain. Democrats should be lining up to suck this guy's cock, and yet he's considered a freeloader. So anyway, that free the Fremont factory is a sight to behold just because it's so massive. I mean, it's huge, and it employs 10,000 people just at that one factory. So, I mean, how much payroll tax alone would that represent, you know, especially at California wages? Anyway, seriously, Liz Warren is the embodiment and the caricature of the looter as described in uh, Atlas Shrugged. And Elon Musk, at only 50 years of age, by the way, is one of history's greatest producers. So you get the drift. Um, we're at this uh, point in time where, similar to Atlas Shrugged, the people who create things, you know, the innovators, the entrepreneurs, well, they're targeted and they're maligned, while bureaucrats and activists like Warren and AOC have huge audiences cheering them on as they're attacking the producers. So anyway, if you haven't read it, I'd really encourage you to at least get the audiobook. Um, it's definitely a commitment. The uh, unabridged version on Audible was 62 hours long, but I, I think it's just an important document. And it it uh, kind of foretells what we're going through here in amazing detail. Uh, next topic, I want to share uh, another number with you. And that is, um, according to a report by the Investment Company Institute, or ICI, as of September 30th, 2021, total U.S. retirement assets were $37.4 trillion. So we as a country are holding... $37.4 trillion in our retirement assets. And I, I started thinking, you know, what if individuals followed by pension fund managers and other RIA types started moving toward a 5% allocation of retirement nest eggs towards Bitcoin? Now, I realize we may never, well, we probably won't ever reach the point where everyone puts 5% of their retirement savings into Bitcoin. So just as a thought experiment, let's just say 1%. And seriously, I think that is probably realistic within 10 years. I mean, every day we're hearing news about uh, new institutions buying Bitcoins, uh, national pension funds getting into it, countries making it legal tender, um, companies putting it on their balance sheets. You know, you get the idea. So say 1% did go into Bitcoin. So what's that? $374 billion, right? Um now divide that 374 billion by the current price of a Bitcoin, say 50 grand, and that's about 7.5 million Bitcoins. So right now, as you know, there have been about 19 million Bitcoins minted. And of those, it's estimated that 30% are basically lost. Like either the owner died or lost the keys or the hardware with the keys got lost or whatever. So right now, if that's true, and there's maybe about 12 million Bitcoins in circulation, the amount of money coming in would be enough to buy 7.5 million of those if we're talking about that 1%. And think what that would do to the price. Now, I, I don't know the numbers, and it, this would be impossible to quantify, but there are millions of Bitcoins in the hands of the hodlers who simply are not going to sell their coins. Um, anyway, what, what would that much money coming into the Bitcoin ecosystem 
cause the prices to increase by, would it go by, by a factor of two, by three, by 10, by 20? Right now, they say that only 10% of Americans own Bitcoin. Now, there's a long way to go before we hit critical mass. And the 10-year price history shows a compound annual growth rate of 146%. So think what that'll do when some of this $37 trillion in retirement funds starts to come in. Or when the remaining 90% of Americans start buying their share of Bitcoin outside of their retirement funds. And then the billions of other people around the world that start buying. Anyway, it's just food for thought and it's just worth thinking about. I mean, you've got a scarce asset. It's it's going to go nowhere but up. I know everyone's kind of freaked out about this kind of flatlining that it's been doing over the last month, but I, I think it's got nowhere but up to go and parabolic increases in the future. Anyway, just food for thought. Hey, and if you want to split a hundred bucks with me, go to roguretirementlounge.com slash coin and open yourself an account at OKCoin. Uh, if you fund it with a hundred bucks, you and I will each get a $50 reward. Okay. So that's a 50% return on your investment that you're going to get. And um, then you it, it'll give you entree into this crazy world of crypto investing. And if you don't want to buy Bitcoin, or any volatile assets like that. There are a ton of other options at OKCoin that are going to pay you weirdly high interest rates. Like, for instance, Miami Coin, which currently is earning 128% APY. And then there's the Synthetics token, which is earning almost 35%. So think about those numbers. The, you know, the world is changing around us in, in weird ways. And I mean, for you to be able to buy a token in a time when interest rates are, you know, 20 basis points and, and you can get 128% yield on these cryptocurrencies, it's it's crazy. So yes, the world is changing. It's happening around us. There are incredible opportunities that most people have no idea about. So anyway, go to roguetirementlounge.com slash coin and you're going to get 50 bucks for free. And so will I. So, um, oh, you know, and one last thing about this whole Roth conversion deal. Now, I mentioned a deadline for the, the deadline for your Roth conversion is the 31st of December. But I don't want you to be confused about your contribution deadline because for IRA and Roth IRA contributions, you have until you file your tax return to make those. So if you're going to file your 2021 taxes on April 15th, 2022, you have until then to make your contribution. Um, I just I just want to make that absolutely clear. The rollover deadline or the, the conversion deadline is the 31st, but the actual contribution deadline is when you file next year. And with all this stuff, you should definitely be talking to an accountant, right? We self-employed people. We need our accountants. It's very important. Okay, that's it for today. If I don't get another episode out this week, which I probably won't, I hope you have a safe and happy conflict-free Christmas. I hope you count your blessings, and I hope you'll be grateful for everything you have. And um, at the same time, I hope you will make your preparations for a very traumatic 2022. I hate to leave you with this sentiment, but the Fed has issued statements about three possible interest rate hikes in 2022. And now if you go back and look at the dot-com collapse and see how interest rates were being managed back then, well, the actual number is going to be apples and oranges if you do look because it was in the fives back then. But an aggressive run of raises bringing the prime rate to that cycle high where it had been in 95 prior help the tech sector to implode, okay? 
And it wasn't just dumb pets.com companies that were crashing. And it wasn't just because of mania. Greenspan played his part in that bubble bursting. And if I had money in the stock market right now, I'd be making plans for a Q1 exit. Seriously, 2022 might be a good year to keep your powder dry. End of sermon. None of this is financial advice. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Nothing in this podcast is meant to be financial, legal, or tax advice. Though there's some kick-ass information here, it's for informational purposes only. Take control of your retirement planning, but get professional counsel if you need tax, legal, or financial advice. For more content like this, join my mailing list at rogueretirementlounge.com. And if you have questions about retirement investing, entrepreneurship, business, or anything else, my email address is matt at rogueretirementlounge.com. 